0: The MD's fantasy football show with Dan Mayner, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> Let's talk a little Atlanta Falcons and Washington commanders in this game. Atlanta favorite at minus two and a half with an over under at 42 and a half. Uh, Washington's actually two and one so far against the spread when they're two and a half point underdogs. And Atlanta's one and two as two and a half point favorites. So maybe we take Washington here to have a little bounce back game. Who knows? I'm not placing any money on this myself. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just too close and two, two teams are too kind of unpredictable here uh, at this moment. I'm not trying to stream Sam Howell. Uh, I know he's been kind of on that cusp as of late, but the problem is Atlanta likes to bog down game script so much that there's not going to be many offensive opportunities for either team. That's why nobody scores that much when the Atlanta Falcons play. And obviously we're playing B. John Robinson. You still have to play Brian Robinson as an RB too. I do want to talk about Tyler Algier, Chris. Because uh, ECR still seems to subscribe to this idea that he can be an RB3 flex play for you. And I, I'm not understanding as to why. They got him at what running back 31. I got him at running back 45. He's purely a handcuff to me. Even last week, in a pro game script, and he got back to what his volume was in week one. He got 17 carries in this game. Only had 40 yards to show for it, 3.1 yards per carry, and didn't score. Still not involved in the passing game because that's Bijan's game. Why are people still trying to play Tyler Algier as a flex play?
1: Well, part of it, I think, if you look at the rushing, mean you know, 62 carries a 61 carries, So it's only, only one carry behind Bijan Robinson. And then when it comes to the utilization, I think what you're seeing, Dan, is the projections. It's the touchdown. They're, they're projecting mm-hmm. that Talalger is going to fall in for a touchdown, which he does get the goal line usage. He has been getting that usage. So that's what they're basically anticipating, that he's one of those running backs who can possibly fall into the red zone, and you're going to see those guys usually ranked in the 30s.
2: He's got double the rushing attempts inside the 20 this year. as Yeah, they are that's using him inside last the Last week,
0: by the way, that started to change a little bit last week already. But that's other than week one – it hasn't amounted to any damn thing, has it? So I I can't keep playing a guy who has no floor. And really, frankly, not much of a ceiling unless he falls into the end zone multiple times in a single game. So enough already with playing Tyler Algier. He's a good handcuff still to have. Don't get it twisted there, but I'm not trying to plug him in my lineup. Uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver three. The usage in Washington's really just not been great. Uh, and Drake London, this is another guy. He had decent, solid game in... Here, here's my problem with Drake London. This is I have him at 42, ECR has him at 36. He's only had two games so far where he's had 24% target share or more. In those two games, he was actually fantasy relevant. The problem is the rest of the rest of the games, less than 20%. And so you have volatile as far as his usage goes. Ritter had his best game as a pro last week, and an amount that's like six catches, 78 yards. You'll live with that performance. But that's not that's not ringing home any that's not ringing home any fantasy bells here whatsoever. All right, I, Chris, I'll ask you this because you're usually the Drake London defender. Are you playing him as a wide receiver three this week? Are you that confident?
1: I mean, you're playing a 29th ranked defense versus Washington, who's been they benched their corner last True. week. Um, I think he's a flex option receiver three in some leagues, depending on how what the depth is. I mean, again, to be honest, you guys talking about you know some of the receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, for example. There's not a whole lot of receivers that are just going out there doing a whole lot for anybody. Terry very me, they're going on a list of guys who are actually producing week in week out. That list isn't very big. And that's why you're going to see some of these guys who can be involved in the passing attack can be somebody who's going to probably have a floor. At least my concern for Drake Rowland is that he doesn't get used to the fourth quarter. And that's where the frustration usually comes because usually they fall behind first and then they start throwing. But when it comes to the red zone, He's going to be the first or second target nine out of 10 times. It's going to probably be Bijan look for first and then they're going to look for Drake London and they will settle for somebody else. So that's one thing he does have kind of as an advantage that if he falls in the end zone, some or and gets you a couple catches, he's a worth of flex option or receiver three compared to some other guys might be out there. But he's not somebody I have to get in my lineup either.
0: No, and here's what I will say: if if you're on the mindset that Desmond Ritter finally had a good game, this is turning a corner. Let's see this week. To Chris's point, you can throw in the Washington commander. So if he can have another game where he at least looks competent here, then two games in a row, now you might have something to build upon. Now you might have have a hopeful eye towards the future. But if he comes out here and looks like Desmond Ritter, that he has been up until last week again, then this is you know, this whole thing goes away. And you know it's just a one-week a one wonder. So I will be keeping my eye out for it in that sense. uh, We're not playing John Donson. We're not playing Curtis Samuel. We do have some tight ends in this game we need to talk about. So I'm still playing Janu Smith as a top 12 tight end. I'm ahead of UCR. They got him at 16. I still hasn't had less than six targets since week two. He's been the tight end nine since that time. Has a higher floor than Kyle Pitts. Less variance than Kyle Pitts. Uh, it, it, Washington has been decent against the tight ends, mostly because they've been so bad against the wide receivers that people haven't been using their tight ends to attack them. But there's no way I'm not playing Janu Smith as a high end streaming option. Chase, are, do you have Janu Smith or Kyle Pitts ranked higher this week?
2: I actually have Pitts ranked higher, but I don't have either one of them necessarily ranked as a, as a starting option this week. I've got Pitts at 14. I've got Smith at 18, but I still agree with you that Smith is the guy that they are looking for in this offense. I mostly because Ritter just, typically doesn't push the ball downfield all that much um i think that you know based on the the matchup too like you said washington has been pretty decent against tight ends i'm just not all that confident that that ritter is going to have the kind of game where the tight ends where either one of these guys is going to have a chance to bust out really so do you
0: have your, do you have your rankings in front of you uh yeah i do who's directly ahead of Geno smith for you
2: Directly ahead directly ahead of Juice. Yeah, like Smith. The, like the
0: three guys directly ahead
2: of him. Okay, I've got you
0: see him at sixteen, right?
2: Henry. I, I said I have Smith at eighteen. I have Henry 18. at okay, seventeen. Good. I have Henry at seventeen. I've got Njoku at sixteen. I've got Conklin from the Jets, which is where you and I differ way big, but I've got Conklin at fifteen, and then I've got Pitts at 14.
0: Yeah, I would definitely take Junior Smith over all those guys. His 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 floor has been way higher than all the uh, Chris Settles. This th- hey, well, hold on, hold on. All right, so we got to figure this out. Twelve. Yeah, I got him at twelve. You got him at eighteen because we need an MD showdown anyway. We haven't had one in a while, so uh we will say what I guess fifteen is the magic number. So if he's higher than fifteen, I win. If he's lower than fifteen, you win. Sure. Okay, uh, we'll mark we'll mark that down there. But, Chris, if for the – For ar- a prop bet, that's basically – will they get over 30 yards as a tight end? That's, that's basically – Well, and that's the that's player right prop now. is 30 and a half yards. That's that's, that's, guess and Guess what? It's prop.
2: Yep, there it I is. got
0: him going over the prop, so there you go. Uh, but, Chris, Chris that'll just debate for us just for the show's sake. I think you can start both.
1: I mean, the priorities right now, the passing attack, is help out Drake, London's kind of concerns, is they're looking for the tight ends. Kyle Pitts is seventh in, in area yardage for tight end position and have been – one of the top guys the last three, three weeks got kind of back on track last week was leading target getter. They're looking for their tight ends. If you don't have to push it outside, that's a is not great at doing so you saw them in college doors, tight ends a lot. I think this is just making a simple form. I think you can start both of them. Because like I said, you get more than 30 yards. You're probably a top 10 tight end right now. I
2: think something else you said earlier too, Dan real quick here. That, I mean, you said, like you said, Washington's been absolutely terrible against wide receivers they use Kyle Pitts more as a receiver than they because they use Smith as the tight end in that offense and i think that which is why i have Pitts ranked a little bit ahead of John U. Smith i just i think he's got a little bit more of a chance to actually get get more like than most of them guys
1: who Dan's about to get to Logan Thomas. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Well, I like Logan Thomas. I have him too.
0: too. Uh, I got him as tight end 11. I'm right in line with the ECR. I absolutely love it. First of all, Atlanta's the second worst team against the tight ends so far this year. He's got two games, over 23% target share. That's elite for a Mm -hmm. tight end right now. And he's tight end nine in half-point PPR, and that's with missing week three. So I think he's second in average points
1: per game. Excuse
0: me. <clears throat> I don't know if he's second in average points per game. I think that's that's Laporta. I think Laporta and Hawkinson are one and two.
1: Okay. As
0: far as that goes,
1: I, I, uh, I have, one of the top guys is the points. per he's game. He's definitely
0: one of the senior. top guys.
1: He's so. a,
2: he's he's yeah he's sixth on the list I'm looking at right now. He's averaging <laughs> over 11 points a game as a, at a tight end position. But yeah, he's I've got him at eight. I like him even better than you do. I just I I might match up. Yeah, Chase, between uh, the I matchup and and how how well he's been playing, I just yeah I I and. What have I told you before? I think that Atlanta can be had over the middle, which is where you throw to the tight end, and I think that can be a Logan Thomas game. So...
0: Yeah, especially since they don't really have a predominant, like Curtis Sam was not a predominant slot receiver that they try to get the ball to consistently. So right. Logan yeah. Thomas has kind of been that guy. So yeah, we're Logan Thomas, my number one streaming tight end. That's why I put the waiver wire rankings out where we did. And, uh, it's actually brings up a good point. Make sure you're going to belly up sports.com. Cause we do update the rankings all throughout the weekend. Chase and I do. So make sure you check us both out, uh, over, over there. Uh, let's go ahead and head into our next.